once again to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host, Danny Smith. One of the very interesting things about my position within the Safe Start organization is I have the opportunity each year to speak to lots of conferences. During normal years, it's not uncommon for me to do presentations at 10, 12, even 15 or more conferences. These range from the really large conferences like the National Safety Council Congress to regional ASSP events and state events like the Alabama, Georgia, and Oklahoma conferences. Heck, I even did the North Dakota conference a few years back in February. Bit of a sidebar there. When I was there, I asked the very nice folks in North Dakota, why in the world do you have your conference in the dead of winter with it as cold as it is? And they said, well, when it's this cold out, what else are we going to do? Well, made a bit of sense to me. Really a great conference, though. I had a great time up there. During the pandemic, obviously lots has changed. Over the past year or so, many conferences moved to virtual or at least blended sessions. So that's opened up some really interesting opportunities as well. For example, I was able to do a breakfast meeting for a group out of Columbus, Ohio, that financially and from a scheduling standpoint probably would not have even been feasible if they weren't doing the session virtually. In addition to learning over the past year or so how to effectively and more effectively deliver sessions virtually, there also are some other challenges to doing this much public speaking. And one is having to consistently and constantly reinvent yourself in your message. Uh, it's kind of like if you were going to see your favorite comedian, you don't want to hear them say the same and tell the same joke year after year after year, right? So even though the core message may have very similar characteristics, it's always important to find new and creative ways to portray your message as a public speaker. And since sometimes we have to submit our, our, our conference presentations to the larger shows nearly a year in advance, that can also cause it to be really tough to have a timely message as well. So back in mid-2020, very early stages of the pandemic, I started thinking about a new presentation that I was going to entitle, How Soon We Forget. In fact, I wrote out the abstract for it and we submitted it for several events. Uh, and then I, I formed the skeleton of the PowerPoint presentation for it, but I let it rest just a bit uh, because I knew that it would have to be a very timely message and there would have to be some, some time sensitive pieces I would have to add into it when it was going to be presented. So what got me to thinking about this session in general were some of the major historical, those kind of seminal events that take place in everyone's life. And I think the pandemic will certainly go down as one of those types of events. Of events. If you think about it, uh, each generation seems to have some type of an event that they look back on years later and recall exactly where they were when they heard the news, if you will. When I was formulating my thoughts around this session, I was talking to one of our other senior consultants, Jack Jackson, about it. And at the time, I hadn't even thought about 2021 being the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks until Jack mentioned it over dinner that particular evening when we were talking about it. And he talked about the tie-in there. You know, it's really hard to believe, but a lot of our college graduates this year don't even remember that event because they were so small when it happened. Heck, our, our high school graduates from this past year, they weren't even alive yet. And for our parents and our grandparents, it may be other events like the Kennedy assassination, or perhaps the attack on Pearl Harbor that comprise those I remember when type memories. With many of those events, there are also some lessons learned and, well, unfortunately, forgotten. 
which is really what I started thinking about with this presentation. That's the title, How Soon We Forget. Let's take 9-11, uh, for example. Afterwards, there were lots of things that we focused a lot of attention on, especially if you're a frequent traveler like I am. We became more aware than ever of things like unattended bags in the airport. We were more vigilant about cars stopping too long outside of baggage claim and things like that. But yet with the passage of time, our focus on those details started to wane. Now today I see unattended cars parked outside of baggage claim areas and bags in the airport with nobody around. And I'll be honest, I see it just about every trip that I go out of town. So my question would be this, will there be lessons learned from the pandemic that we will soon, unfortunately, forget as well? I mean, if you think about it, we've been taught for years now to do things like just the simple thing of coughing in your sleeve instead of your hand so that you don't spread germs uh, by contacting something with your hand a bit later. And you know, with hands, we all know that hand washing is a good thing. And well, without being gross here, I'll just say that I've noticed that that particular habit is starting to slip a bit as I've observed some folks leaving some restrooms. I'll just leave it at that. Semi-related semi there, uh, I bet we've all probably used more hand sanitizer over the past year and a half than we've used in our entire lives up until this point. So if you think about it, there are some other things that we've all been doing as a result of the pandemic as well. Uh, many of us have formed a healthier response, I think, to, to those times when we just don't feel well either. Let's say, for example, that you get up in the morning and you think you might be sick, you're just not feeling well, and you stop and you take your temperature. Let's say you've got just a low-grade fever of 101.3 degrees. Well, it's elevated, but it's not like it's 104 either. But you've got that really important meeting today at 10 a.m. You've got the report that's been looming over your head that's due at the end of the week, and you've only scratched the surface of it. What are you going to do? 103, 101.3 degrees. Yeah, if you're like me, you're probably going to take a couple of Tylenol, you're going to cowboy up, and you go on to work, right? Well, now we understand I think we knew it all along, but now we really understand that's not the best plan of action. Nobody wants anyone to be coming to work when they're sick because we don't want you spreading germs or potentially during the pandemic, the coronavirus, right? It's been a pleasant change in our workplaces and, and really in our society. However, I feel that just like the hand washing and the increased vigilance as we travel, we'll allow that to slip too. As soon as we get a little bit removed from the pandemic, we'll forget this lesson that we have learned. Several months back, I heard Larry Wilson, the author of Safe Start, mention the term complacency drift. Now, in Safe Start, we've talked about the concept of complacency for years as a part of the process, but I found the idea of drift to be incredibly and just an incredibly accurate way to describe what happens with some of those key lessons that we learn. It's not as though we're trying to forget these things. It's just that over time, they become less and less at the forefront of our mind. And the further you are away from the time the lesson was learned, well, the easier it is to forget the new skill. We often ask people, how many really important things have you forgotten in your lifetime? And of course, the standard punchline there is, I don't know. 
I forgot, but I'm bummed, right? Yeah. Uh, in reality, some of the things we forget are really not of earth shattering consequence. Things like forgetting to call a friend back when they called you just to chat and you were on another call. Maybe they left you the message. Ah, just checking in with you. No, no need to call me back. I'll talk to you later. Maybe it's not remembering to add washer fluid to your truck before you go on a trip. Maybe leaving your lunch on the counter as you rush out the door to go to work. Others, though, may be vastly important, like skipping an, an important step in a process or forgetting to take an hourly machine reading that results in a breakdown. And I'm quite sure that everybody in the United States understands the importance of not forgetting to file a, shall we say, certain report by April the 15th every year. And from what I've been told by other folks, the, the number of anniversaries that you're allowed to forget is limited pretty much to one per marriage. As you move past the initial concepts of the Safe Start process, Larry Wilson talks about how we cannot trust important things to our memory. And he suggests that there are really only two things that we can do if something is so important that we can't afford to forget it. Either you have to do the task right away, or you have to have a system in place to prevent you from forgetting it. Now, sometimes it's not possible to do the task right away, so the system becomes almost the default options. In those cases, it's critical that we don't bypass or short-circuit our own system. I'll give you a personal example of this really quickly. I really hate going to the grocery store, but it's one of those things that we all have to do, right? So a while back, I had to stop by Walmart to pick up a few things. And when I say a few, I specifically mean five. Five things. One, two, three, four, five. I had to get milk, bread, Rice Krispies, toilet paper, and ink for my printer. One, two, three, four, five. Now, a systems approach to this would involve writing out a list, but hey, it's only five things. Milk, bread, Rice Krispies, toilet paper, ink. I got this. Five things. Okay, so here's a short version of the story. I went in. As I walked in the store, I'm in the produce section right up front, and as I entered, I grabbed some bananas. Now, that threw my count off instantly. It's still five, though, I said to myself. I continued to wander back through the store. I picked up a couple of other items. I finally got back to the bread aisle, and I picked up the bread, continued on back, finally passed the cereal aisle. Okay, there's the Rice Krispies. That takes me down to three things I need, even though there's probably a dozen in the shopping cart by now. But the, the cereal did remind me, at least, I had to go to the back of the store, to the dairy section, to get the milk. So now I'm down to two. But what were the other two items? And I bet many of you have done the same thing that I did at that point. I started going up and down each and every aisle in the store thinking to myself, I know I'll remember the other things when I see them. Finally, I get to the aisle with the toilet paper and I grab that. And I, folks, I bet I spent another 10 minutes at least trying to find that elusive fifth item. Finally, I just gave up. It did hit me, though, all of a sudden, hey, you need some more dress, uh, black dress socks. And so I started heading towards the men's section. And as I did, I passed electronics ink. That's what it was, ink. So I grabbed it and I headed towards the front checkout. Don't think I ever got the socks, though. But anyway, uh, what was supposed to be a quick five-minute trip probably took me over 30 minutes. And I ended up spending way more money than I intended as well. Why? Well, because I didn't use a system, in this case, a list, 
Why didn't I use the system? Five items. I don't need no stinking list, right? <laughs> but yeah, I really did. So I suppose that's an example that, well, in the long run, it really wasn't all that significant. It cost me a bit of time, cost me a bit of money. But we've all heard the horrible stories about things like accidentally leaving a sleeping child in a car. In fact, that's a huge, huge issue with uh, well, nearly 900 children dying in hot vehicles from 1998 through 2020, just in the United States. And well over half of those were cases where they were simply forgotten by caregivers. And most of the time, it was just a simple break in the normal routine. Something like the mom usually dropped the kids off at daycare, but she had to go in early for a meeting today. So the dad was dropping the kids off. The baby fell asleep. The dad got to thinking about all he had to do today and tragically forgot the most important thing of all. And let's not be judgmental, gang. Don't think that just because you love that child that you wouldn't forget them. It's easy for us to forget anything. When it comes to kids in the car, I've seen some people do some pretty creative things to help them remember their children. And that's what you have to do. You have to have that system in place. Uh, one of our former consultants had a small little stuffed duck, I think it was, that she used when her kids were small. When the child was in the car seat, she had the, the little duck clipped onto her keys. When she took the child out of the car seat, she clipped the duck to the car seat. It was always in one of two places. That was her system. And if it was there on her key ring, when she turned the ignition off, she knew she had to remember to get the child out of the back. As I mentioned, though, the key to any system is consistency in using that system. It has to become habitual, and you can't only use it sporadically. Trust me on this one. We don't have time to go into the full story today, but I can tell you firsthand about bypassing your own system. It involves a time when I left my laptop on a plane because I didn't use a simple reminder system that I have in place. Fortunately, got it back the same day, which was nothing short of miraculous. Uh, look me up sometime and I'll tell you the full story in person. Uh, there's a famous quote that's been attributed to many, uh, most predominantly probably to Sir Winston Churchill that says, those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. So as we think about some of the lessons that we've learned throughout our lives, including those from events such as the pandemic. Folks, let's, don't let those things slip. It's really easy to do, especially as busy as all of our lives are on what seems to be a, a constant basis. I mentioned it before, but it bears repeating. As Larry Wilson says, if something is so important that you can't afford to forget it, you either have to do it right away or you have to have a system in place so you don't forget it. If you have the opportunity, I'd encourage you to catch the full version of this presentation at a conference where I'm speaking in the future. I'll also be presenting at our upcoming Human Factors Conference in Kissimmee, Florida. There will be a lot of other great speakers there as well. For more information on the Human Factors Conference, you can visit the website for it and register today. Uh, the website is www.humanfactors.com factors with an s conference.com that's human factors conference.com for safe talk with safe start i'm danny smith thanks for listening and have a great day